0: Welcome to How to Hochschule, our audio guide about tackling life and work at Rhein-Waal, University of Applied Sciences, one of the most international universities in Germany. So grab a cup of hot water, put on your comfiest headphones and join us as we explore the world of Hochschule Rhein-Waal. Welcome to the grand seasons finale of How to Hochschule. Part of our compelling series, How to Spend 24 Hours at Hochschule Rheinbahl. I'm Stefan Hampf and this is part 4, the evening. As we conclude our first season, this episode is more than just a finale. It's a tribute to you, the students of Rheinwald University of Applied Sciences. Our narrative tonight starts at dusk, capturing the campus' pulsating energy. Join us in exploring the university's transformation under the cloak of evening. this: a colorful congregation of nearly 300 university affiliates, allies and regional friends, all converging in the celebration of academia and community as we also reconnect with to podcast guests of the past, the Hohschul band, celebrating amidst this vibrant scene. <laughs>
1: guys, well done. Really, how did it sound? Uh, a lot of places I miss so
0: many Mistake. So, what's was the first time for you to play live, right?
2: No, yeah. not for me.
0: No, 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 it's a band. It was yeah, like yeah, your first, yeah, game first the
2: time. Yeah, it was really
1: first time. For me, it was okay. first time. So, okay. how was it for you? I was not nervous, but I made a lot of, uh, how should I say, mistakes, which I knew, but I, because of the effect of the wine and the Jack Daniels, I think I just powered it through and I did not pay more attention. So, you were nervous? Uh, nervousness was eased down by a lot <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, <laughs> by a big margin but, but you were uh... but, but I mean people enjoyed it so how was it? it was good <laughs> so how, how was it for you? the first time as a band live?
3: well uh, it was great because we had a limited amount of um, band rehearsals as a whole band uh, we t- totally met around maybe five or six times all together so we managed with what we could. We still have a lot to learn, but uh, I guess this was great for our first yeah. performance. I mean, I'll leave it up to you guys. <laughs> oh, it was really nice. Thanks. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah,
2: so have a nice evening. Thank you, thank oh. you. Thanks, yeah. thanks.
4: Outside the library, it's a warm but breezy summer night. You can hear people on the other side of the Spoy Canal
0: having fun, enjoying the Friday. Our senior correspondent Harry will sneak into the Rhein-Pfalz University library and he will immerse himself into an event called the Long Night of the Library where he will meet a couple of international relations students where knowledge and night owls meet and around this, there are some
4: students exiting the library. Yeah, the, the, the voices you're hearing are not students. They're the people on the other side of Shpoi, because the students around here are probably studying.
3: I'm Leah, I'm studying international relations. I'm in my fourth semester, and I'm from Germany.
2: I'm Qusay. I'm studying international relations, and I'm in my fourth semester of IR. Yeah.
4: Okay, so both of you are in the same class, basically. Yes, we are. All right, and where
2: are we right now? Where are we? Yeah, we're we're right. in next to the library, yeah. between the library and the menza, like in the open space.
4: Yeah, so you're outside. Outside, outside, outside. yeah. Right. Uh, today there is the long night in the library. Mm-hmm. The library closes at 1, specifically for a student the exam. So why did you choose to sit outside the library and not inside?
3: Did you see the weather today? <laughs> it's amazing weather, and inside it's just really crammed. Mm-hmm. You just yeah. need some space and it's really nice sitting outside studying outside you can play music yeah a
2: bit of fresh air and it's like it's another environment I can play loud music at the same time not worry about other students hearing me and also inside at a certain point became a bit too hot because it's a cramped space so you actually feel everything that's happening so yeah going outside fresh air it's nice ambience Yes, yeah, nice. And you can also have your snacks without. Yeah. yeah, and No one talking here. to me about it. <laughs>
4: okay. And uh, at what time did you guys get here to start studying?
3: I arrived at the library around seven, but then two hours later we went outside to go study outside. I
2: arrived at four, five. Yeah, uh, I was uh, when I texted you.
4: <laughs> that's yeah. That's it. Wow, and your plan was to stay at the library initially until it closes at 1?
2: Yeah. Yes.
4: That's a long night.
2: Yeah, I want to just be done with all of the chapters of some of the things that really I'm doing, at least so I can get it out of the way as summaries,
3: Yeah, not and this... necessarily memorize it. Yeah, yeah, throughout the week there was also a lot of stuff happening here at the uni, so there was a lot I couldn't do. Now is the time to catch up. Okay, yeah. and the exam that you're studying Two, three weeks. Okay. Fourth
2: and sixth of July. Yes. And one on the 12th.
4: Okay, that's yeah. uh, so a decent amount of time. Yeah, well, more or
2: less.
4: <laughs> 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 if, let's just say, if so your initial plan was to study in there. Yeah. So if there was something you could change that would make you actually stay in there and not come out here for
2: maybe the next long night, what would it be? <laughs>
3: <laughs> AC. Yes, AC. AC. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. <laughs> if they put an AC in there, I will not leave the library.
3: <laughs> and maybe allow some dry snacks. Yeah. That would be really nice yeah. to be able to eat while you're studying. <laughs>
4: Yeah, that was, uh, was what the long night was before Corona. So there was oh. Asta had a table of snacks for free. Oh.
3: If they would put that up again, I'd stay inside for seven hours Maybe <laughs> straight. We can, we
4: can get the message across to Asta to actually do that again. Yeah. All right. I think uh, that, that's all for me. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. No, of You're course. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm outside the window right now, and I look right inside. I see three or four students just having a break, having some late night coffee to fuel their study session and we are probably going to go bother them.
5: Okay, my name is Michelle, and I'm an eighth semester student for international relations. And uh, yeah, I'm German, but ethnicity-wise, I'm Vietnamese.
4: Okay, and uh, why are you here tonight?
5: To study. Honestly, I have postponed it for way too long and I can study a lot better at night. So I thought this was a great opportunity to not get distracted by anything at home so that I could really focus on doing my stuff. And then what time did you get in here today? At nine twenty or something. At nine? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, then? I didn't study the entire day. <laughs> and until, when
4: you sleeper, until it closes? Yeah, probably. So that will be what time? 1 a.m. 1 a.m.? Yeah. And now when are the exams?
5: They start uh, in the beginning of July. I think my first one is like the second or third of July. Yeah. All
4: right. Starting pretty early.
5: No. That is so late. If you look at the content that I have to learn, it's way too much. It's insane. I'm... Way behind.
4: (laughs) Is it normal that people usually start studying like uh, a month or less before the exams or the students? For
5: sure. For For me it's always been the case. I am more like of a person that studies better when under pressure. And even if I have the time or I remind myself, let's say two months, three months before, and I tell myself I should do a schedule, I should organize myself better, but I never get into the mindset and motivate myself enough to do it it always falls like in the last couple weeks that I actually actively learn for 10 hours straight Mm
4: it sounds like the classic student problem for sure Yeah. do you think it's helpful the library stays open as well
5: I think so for me it's perfect because I like studying at night and making me focus more than when I'm at home as I said before so for me it's perfect and I see that there's a lot of other students that really like it yeah for sure
4: Okay, and you're, I guess, fueling yourself with caffeine and snacks throughout the night?
5: I try not to because, first of all, I used to drink coffee like crazy, but it's not that good, especially when you're tired and stuff. So I tend to avoid coffee and energy drinks. So when I'm tired, I don't know, I just take a short nap, and then I wake up and stay again. <laughs> okay. Cool. Yeah, but snacks are usually there, where I eat dinner
4: before, or whatever. Could you both introduce yourselves and tell me what you're studying, where you're from?
5: My name is Glenda Reeves. I'm from France, and I'm studying uh, international relations in my second semester. My name is Mabel Fofana.
1: I'm from Grefe, Germany. I was born and raised here, but I have a migrant background of Sierra Leone, and I'm also studying international relations in the second semester.
4: All right, so what are you guys doing here tonight?
1: (laughs) We're
6: studying. (laughs)
1: Yeah, we have an assignment here that is in uh, two weeks, but because we have exam week, we wanted to prepare already for it, so that we wouldn't have too much stress. Yes. Mm -hmm.
4: And you're both working on it together.
7: Yeah, like we're working... Yeah, yeah, we are.
4: Okay, why here in this building
7: because today it's open longer and actually her wi-fi is not working at home yeah and i just study better when i'm in the library because i'm
5: not as distracted as a as i'm not as distracted as at home okay yeah
4: and when are the exams coming
1: up when they are the first one is on the third yeah the third of july yeah and then it goes up till the 13th of july Okay. So then we have another assignment that is due, like the 20th of July. So then after exam season, we
4: still have a bit of work to do. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I know what that's like. What time did you guys come in here today?
1: 10.30? Yeah, yeah, 10.30. We were looking for a room, but most of them were occupied. So we ended up coming in here.
4: Okay. And are you going to stay until it closes?
1: Yeah.
4: Yeah. So (laughs) all the way until 1 Mm a.m.? Yeah. Okay, so do you find it useful, this long night?
1: Yeah. yeah, I think they should do it more often because most students can concentrate better in the nighttime. Like in the daytime, I can concentrate. So if the library times would be up to 1 a.m. or 12, I would come here more often.
7: Um, I mean, there are like several rooms, but I feel like it would be more, more useful if yeah. would, there would be more,
8: more because rooms. Because
7: I feel like in general in this library, it's very like open spaces and you have to sit where there's a lot of people, and sometimes that deconcentrates me. And you have to be
1: very quiet. Here we could
7: take, take breaks,
1: eat, and stuff like that. You feel more... Oh, comfortable. you brought food into the Oh, library. no, this <laughs> is not that. food. <laughs> we go out and then we eat, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> we go outside. And we yeah, go we go outside. <laughs> I've never done that. Yeah, end, So So, great.
4: Thank you very much. Thank you.
9: to all the students here at the university. I know that around about 60% of you are from different countries from all over the world. Nice to see you in Kleve. It's not Munich, not Berlin, not Hamburg, but it's maybe the place to be for young people in Germany. (laughs) We have so many pubs and clubs and (laughs) cultural hotspots. So I hope you enjoy your stay and your study. Every one of you is an enrichment for Clive that I can tell you.
0: So, while Harry was in the library, I was at the prestigious academic year celebration with Research and Transfer Day and tried to spotlight a few stories that came out of that, especially from students who had a very special evening.
7: Zonta International is a leading global organization of professionals empowering women worldwide through service and advocacy. Zonta connects around 28,000 women and some men in nearly 1,100 Zonta clubs in 63 countries. In 2019, we celebrated our 100th anniversary and the milestone that made us the organization we are today. Santa International is proud to partner with organizations and coalitions who share Santa International's vision a world in which women's rights are recognized as human rights and every woman is able to achieve her full potential. In such a world, women have access. To all resources and are represented in decision making positions on an equal basis with men. In such a world, no woman lives in fear or violence. By partnering with like minded organizations, Zonta International extends its reach and impact to empower more women to realize their rights. At local level, Zonta Clubs partner with NGOs that shares this vision. Zonta International's partners include UNFPA, UNICEF USA, UN Women's, Girl Not Brides, Coalition to End Violence Against Women and Girls Globally and Women's Empowerment Principles. With our Santa Club Niederrhein area, 2023 Student Award, we recognize young women for demonstrating leadership skills and commitment to public service. In this case, Dipal Kumar. We would like to thank you for your efforts. Zonta Club Niederrhein Area is proud to have Dipal Kumar as winner of the Zonta Award der Hochschule Rheinwahl this year. Congratulations, herzlichen Glückwunsch.
10: Thank you. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I will also talk in English so that the ORED can properly follow my speech. Um, I have the honor to be here on behalf of my colleague, Professor Dr. Lili Chambers, we already heard about her, um, who nominated Deepal Kumar. She is a student of our bachelor degree in electrical and electronics and engineering and nominated for the Zonta Award. Uh, Professor Chambers and I are the Equal Opportunities Team of the Faculty of Technology and Bionics, and we both got to know Ms. Kumar last year when we thought about how to revive a club at our faculty called the Tech Women. If you haven't heard about the Tech Women yet... The club was founded some years ago, and by the way, the founder also got the Zonta award (laughs) by female students at our faculty to support each other, to build a network, and to have a kind of mentoring system between freshers and experienced students, and overall to support female students in the STEM field, because we don't have that many of them. The equal opportunity team of the faculty always supports the tech women with a little money for events, but the students organize and carry out all projects on their own. And as it is most of the times with students' projects, they heavily depend on the students involved. And that is why Deepal Kumar's commitment and work for the tech women is really outstanding. Um, After most of the previous club members had left the university because they have a job, the tech women had fallen dormant. Deepa Kumar revived the club completely on her own and with a lot of great ideas and positive energy. She created a social media campaign to find new members successfully. She designed flyers and posters. She came up with a lot of ideas for networking events and also for how to involve the female staff members of our faculty. She inspired not only students from our faculty to be part of the Tech Women, but also, and I guess that's for the first time, from other faculties. She is very much aware of the diversity of the new tech women members and always tries to include everyone. She organizes meetings, the club, she manages the club's social media, she responds to inquiries from members and students and provides information, and that all to support women in STEM fields to achieve their goals and to thrive. At the same time, Deepal Kumar is very modest and friendly. You should talk to her later and you will see. <laughs> Which together with her determination and energy she has for the tech women makes her an inspiring person, not only for her fellow students, but also personally for us. We are very grateful for the Zonta Club Niederrhein area, that was very Denglish for providing this unique platform and opportunity to support and encourage our early career women. Professor Chambers nominated Deepal Kumar for this award, and we are very happy that she is the winner of the award. She deserves it and is definitely a worthy awardee. Congratulations, Deepal.
9: Herzlichen Glückwunsch, Deepal Kumar. Dein Applaus... May I, may I ask you something? You, you're not the only student in this electrical and electronics engineering, or uh. there's uh, some more female students out there.
8: Yes, but very, very few. Uh, it's very shocking, but in our faculty, there are about 13% of female students only. And it's very, very low in comparison to other faculties. Therefore, I really believe that this club could really bring a change and uh, offer uh, the female students a sense of belongings that sometimes they might not uh, get due, uh, during everyday classes and like labs and so on. Therefore, I hope this club really brings everything that a female student needs in TNB.
9: And what are your plans? What are your plans? What would what, what you do after the study?
8: Uh, after the study my degree, uh, I'm planning to, of course, uh, uh, work and uh, put all the knowledge that I gained into a job. so I get some practical knowledge as well. And then I really hope that I could uh, continue to do some work for the women in tech. Uh, It doesn't have to end it here for me. I wanted to pursue it uh, in future as well.
11: My name is Ropa Fadzo Juliana Matizula. Um, I'm studying industrial engineering at the moment and um, in my fifth semester. And I'm part of the Tech Women Club. As a vi- I'm currently serving as the Vice President and the president right now is Dipal kumar
0: and, and how does it work like how does it actually do you, do you meet how do you meet how is it structured?
11: In the beginning, they did have round tables where they would just meet up, have snacks and then just talk about life, talk about different things and then now as it has been as it has been evolving. We basically meet up for workshops and also support groups. The last event we even had, we had some professors who came, female professors who came, and we had a nice chat in the houseboat, We're just talking about expectations after you finish grad, after you grad, because they're already in the industry, so they understand it a little bit better what they co- go through as women in STEM. And also giving us advice about, okay, what should we also do if we're experiencing certain things? And also just sharing. It sounds like a rant club, like we're just (laughs) ranting. But it's not really like that. It's like just supporting each other. If you have a problem, then this person, oh, yeah, I've gone through that. Okay, mate, this is how I dealt with it. Like, literally, that was basically what it was. Like, okay, no, this is how you deal with it. This is how you deal with it. And, yeah, and it was really inspiring to see a lot of first semester students who came to that event as well because you can see that, okay, at least they're lucky. They're already starting with the tools already to prepare them for what's coming. <laughs> because sometimes, you won't, maybe they're experiencing it now, but sometimes you're not really prepared for that because maybe you came from a school where the structure was totally different, but now you're the only girl in your class. I think for some, even up to now, they might be the only, especially who study electrical engineering, usually still quite male-dominated. I feel like industrial, I do see a lot of girls but in terms of electrical and some of the these courses, it's still really male dominated. So basically, our structure is like we meet up, we have different workshops, or we have sessions. We, we just set a date where everyone is available, obviously. And then we also do have a WhatsApp group also. So if you have issues on that WhatsApp group, you just text and someone can help you. And we also do have network of alumni as well, who we also try and come in to help us as well when we have issues. So that's it's like a, a big network now from when it started in twenty seventeen till now, which is really good. And even if you have problems even with internships or whatnot, you can always like text in the group or find an alumni who can just help you with that, which is really good. Yeah. I think the club is mainly like a support system, a place where you feel like you belong somewhere. Because I think maybe in class you might feel like you yeah, you're not really belonging there It's like maybe you are, you're trying your best to belong Like you have to put an extra effort To belong to show that Okay, I'm smart enough to be here But here's like It's like your own group Like people who also know it, Like somewhere where you belong as well where you don't have to feel like You have to overdo things Overprove something To prove something Overprove, i <laughs> sorry yeah. But yeah, but to prove something Yeah, that's why the club is there And just having people who are going through The same thing you're going through that's essential part it's like a support system which i think that's the message we're trying to put across it's a support system for women STEM.
0: do you have the feeling that from the male students their perspective changed a little bit thanks to the club or thanks to what you as a club give the female students in your faculty
11: yeah, I mean, we've had situations where we do advertise an event and then guys will be like, oh, why is this only for women? <laughs> why is it only for women? I think um, the fact that because they actually when it started, they did get an award by BDI, which that kind of put them on the map, the school map. So actually people do know a little bit about Take women. And we've had situations where even some guys come in they also want to contribute, but it's okay. We will find some time for you. And even some male professors even try to find ways to even collaborate with us for some workshops. Like, they're really open to that, which is amazing to see, like, the allies or the support from men. It's like, you you see us, <laughs> which is, yeah, it sounds, yeah, but it's important to also feel seen because we are humans. We have feelings. Yeah. And, yeah, to have that support system is really good. And I think it's helping to have this club. Yeah. it's it's really yeah because a lot of people i now know about it because from when it started it's been a long journey but people are starting to recognize and know about it as well especially in the tech in the tnb faculty yeah, yeah.
0: so it's not only so it's not only that you actually can help female students but also just raising awareness of the fact it's Already helping. Yeah.
11: yeah. And I think some even And it's
0: not really I think that's something that, that mm. we have to distinguish. It's not a study group, right? That's not what it is.
11: No, it's not a study group. Yeah, I yeah mean, because it, some people yeah. maybe think that it <laughs> sounds like
0: it's a study group, but it's actually not, not the idea behind it. Uh,
11: that's not the idea behind it. You can find a study group in the yeah, but the main thing is a support system for people for women studying STEM because it's just us a collective just going through the same thing and just trying to help each other out. That's mainly the idea of women in
9: STEM.
12: This DAD Prize, this, this uh, award is more than just saying it's a perfect student, it's a brilliant student. It's about knowing, it's, it's about social engagement, it's about doing more than you have to. It's about engaging in a society and giving something for the society. It's not easy to be awarded this prize because um aside of studying you have to like get to know this academic world and all this stuff and all engage yourself in a society it's it's so crazy thing to do there are two people who are needed to get this prize your professor who looked at you who knows you who knows what you did and you who are A brilliant student we want to award here. And look at this room. All these people are here to celebrate you. And what a framework. So please, two of you, come here.
9: Do you still have contact with the students from Ukraine?
6: Um, yes, I do speak sometimes. And uh, also recently I got in contact with some of the professors uh, regarding some of the projects, uh, some of the work we have done before. And yes, sometimes we are communicated, uh, communicating and fi- uh, trying to get to know what's actually happening and uh, are they good or not. And, yeah,
9: what yeah. do you know about them? How do they feel um, at the moment?
6: Uh, yeah, They are at the moment safe. Uh, most of them. Uh, some of the students uh, I am not in contact with. Or, uh, I couldn't reach them, unfortunately. But uh, from uh, professors saying uh, they are all good. So I hope it's still like this.
9: Vielen Dank, Irina. Herzlichen Glückwunsch.
6: Hello, I am Irina Pohilko, a bioengineering student. Why are you why are here today? Well, I won the award of the early student of a D.D. So I'm here today to get the prize and see and meet other people.
0: Yeah. How, how did you find out that you received the prize today?
6: I received an email, but Professor Festerly informed me first of all, and we meet, met and... Uh,
0: how, how do you know the professor from, from where?
6: He's my professor of microbiology, Yeah. and I have taken his courses. That's where we first met. But he has been my mentor for a social project uh, from DAD where I b- participated and uh, could have bring a imp- positive impact to the community. So that's where he has been my guide and mentor as well.
0: Yeah, he, he told the anecdote that, that you, uh, during the lecture, you raised your hand and said the integral was wrong.
6: Yeah, <laughs> that was, that's true. That happened. And like, we were always laughing about that. But, but
0: that's not the reason why you get the prize, right? No, of course not. No. <laughs>
6: um, that's the reason how I got into the project as well and how I got observed. And, uh, yeah, we just um, saw that there's a tandem uh, in the work and we can cooperate and work together in that project.
0: Yeah. Was it the first time you received a prize like that?
6: Uh, yeah, it is the first time I received a prize.
0: So how was it for you, sitting on the stage, getting uh, the award?
6: It was emotional, I would say. Um yeah, I. Um, of course, I had uh, sweating uh, hands, but uh, okay. yeah, I found it. Uh, I found that it very differ- different, and interesting to be on the scene and be awarded and get the recognition from all the others, uh, professors, students, and everyone in the in the audio max. Yeah.
0: So um, the project is still 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 going on.
6: Uh, the project uh, still is going on but um, I I'm not participating anymore uh, there are other students who took I mean who took the initiative to participate at the moment um, I have been for the beginning of this uh, of the project uh, one semester and that's the time when it started when it uh, has been initialized and how it first have been organized.
0: Um, You you said on stage that you're still in contact with people who were involved in the project? Yeah,
6: I'm still in contact with professors and some of the students. Um, Some of the students I couldn't reach the last weeks of uh, uh, the semester, so um, by professors' words, I know that they are in safe and in good conditions at their homes. Um, lately, these days, I haven't discussed with all the professors, but I know that they—they they are all, oh, okay. I'd yeah, say
4: mm. mm.
6: some of the students are still currently in Ukraine, and uh, are at the risk. Of course, but some of them uh, migrated to Europe. So mm. I can certainly say that they are. Some of them are in. Um,
12: I'm Tatiana Simenkova. I'm vice president for internationalization and diversity, and a professor in faculty of society and economics.
0: So, uh, what can you tell me about the DRD prize that was? Uh...
12: The DRD award is an um, award which is given to international students who um, who incorporate both uh, brilliance. Excellent student achievements, but also some achievements above, so like social achievements or engagement in some social sphere, or what Irina did uh, a special initiative uh, with respect to Ukrainian colleagues. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What was special about this year's award?
12: Uh, Well, basically what happens is the professors look at students and see, okay, do I have brilliant students, but who are more than just studying, but doing more than that. And Professor Jofensteller said he got to know Irina. She was also his student assistant, but she was integrated into his Ukrainian project and she did much above, much more than what could be expected from a student assistant. So she really coordinated the communication with Ukrainian colleagues, which was very difficult because of the situation in our partner universities in Kharkiv. We are like, because of, of the Russian invasion uh, bombs are falling people are in secure situation people are in secure internet so organizing, teaching basically in this situation is very difficult and she was the cutting edge to these people uh, because uh, she comes from Moldavia and she speaks Russian so Joe Fensterly and Kharkiv uh, is eastern part of Ukraine so a lot of people do speak Russian at least if, if they want to and in this situation, it was very good to have somebody who could communicate to students and to professors in Russian. And she did it all the way through. Um, so she was a connecting dot mm. to Ukrainian colleagues.
0: So what do you think are the upcoming challenges for, for this university in an international sense?
12: Well, I believe we have, we have two challenges in Europe, in this university, but also in the world, and we also, President uh, Professor Oka Grutian said, we have capacity building and we have science diplomacy. So on the one side, we have uh, we have cooperation partners who we cannot communicate to anymore because they support some regimes we cannot support. At the same time, we have students and colleagues fleeing authoritarian regimes, fleeing the war, uh, but also being in a situation then they desperately need connections to European scientists just to stay alive, but also to continue the research which cannot be cut. Yeah, We have global challenges, so we have to work on them together. At the same time, we have global problems which we cannot ignore. And this is the point of um, science diplomacy. And this capacity building. Capacity building used to be for quite a long of time, like, okay, we do something for people in regions of the world where infrastructure is lacking and so on. And now we have, and we still do that, Well, we now have a part of the world where infrastructure is being destroyed in the middle of Europe. So together with Ukrainian colleagues, we are thinking of what can we do to educate Ukrainian students to be the people who restore the country after the war finishes. And so we have kind of we we have a need of capacity building expertise within Europe. And it is a very tragic situation, but it brings the world together. So we see it's not like us Europeans helping them, whoever they are, which is not a good idea. Uh, but using the expertise of people in places, no matter where they are, places in Africa where people are much more experts in climate change because they live in there, but also people in Ukraine who are much more experts in a dis- just in living and existing in dis- destructed structures, so so to say, to, to work together to for a better world, if you wish, but actually, actually to restore the world and to make it a better place for everyone. Yeah.
0: About in general about the event, so that yes. was, uh, I think, the first time in four or five years
12: yes four yeah i don't uh, believe it it's a, it's a fifth time in the in existence of this university so since i am in the executive board we did not have this one and uh, i'm i'm there since four years yeah.
0: yeah yeah do 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 you do you have a feeling that that uh, something came back more, more or less that yes. something was was missing
12: yes uh, it is a good feeling to meet uh, people from university but also people from outside In this kind of events you meet people Mm, from companies supporting us, uh, from politics and so on. You probably heard the the Minister of Agriculture was speaking for about 40 minutes, about, but it was very, very interesting talk. Um, so it brings us together, it helps us to network. But coming back to the awards, we had some other students uh, who also got the awards. It is a great forum, it is a great space to get awarded as a young person as a young student to stand in front of all these people to stand in front of the minister you know and to get a prize to get an award uh, so the university tells you we see you we see what you what you achieve and i believe this is uh, this is very important for students but for all of us it's just important to be here and to to interact with each other now in 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 real life and have some drinks and some vegan food <laughs>
0: <laughs> perfect one last question what what are you planning to do uh, now after it's more or less over. Do you have any plans for tonight? Are you
12: For tonight? Uh, yeah, well, I, I still have to hope, uh, hope to have some, some drinks with some people I didn't know for ages. I didn't see for ages. And um, tomorrow in the morning I have office hours, office hours for my students. But basically, yes, uh, my wife visits me today in, in Cleve and she's already here. So after I'm done with that, I have a glass of wine with her.
9: Viel Erfolg. Vielen Dank, Irina. Herzlichen Glückwunsch. Vielen Dank auch von Simenkova und Ihnen alles Gute für die weitere Laufbahn.
0: To the how food podcast. We hope you enjoy the show and feel free to follow us and recommend us to your friends. If you have any thoughts or suggestions or just want to let us know how you liked the episode, please don't hesitate, take courage and do reach out to us at podcast at h-s-r-w-dot-eu. Thanks so much to the people who worked on this podcast, everyone of the iSquare project, Michael Kaufmann, Jos Gleuters, Todd Neger, Sabrina Oeser, and especially Anja Peters. Thanks so much to make this podcast a reality. So, this concludes our first season of How to Hochschule. I'm Stefan Hanf, and it's been an honor to bring these stories to life. Thanks so much. Tschüss.